Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today, this is we we do the wait. What's the what comes before penultimate? Uh, anti penultimate. I think there Maybe. there is a word for it. I forget what the fuck it is. Anyway, this it's this is why I hate machines. It is the we, after this we have two episodes left, so we are we are speeding towards I, the finale. I will say this counts as penultimate because the finale is actually a two parter. Oh yeah, yeah. So I would say this actually counts as like the last proper episode before the finale. Yeah, I will not be constrained by thirty minute. <laughs> arbitrary time divisions. You and Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, and this uh, first aired May 9th, 2009, and was written by Rob Hege? What? Hoji? Hoagie? What is it? Sure. Hoagie. Mm, it's Hoagie. H-O-E-G-E-E. Looks like Hoagie to me. Makes me hungry. <laughs> And he has written for a ton of stuff, a bunch of, a bunch of Teen Titans, uh, a lot of Stormhawks. Sto- what the hell is- What? Was Stormhawks? Stormhawks was Canadian and it had a I was ton gonna of- say, is that some Canadian Stormhawks. thing? It is. I- and you beat me to it by declaring it to be some kind of Canadian thing. Weird. I think it had, uh, it had a bunch of Beast Wars actors in it. Well, it's Canadian, yes. Uh, let's see. Scott McNeil was in it. Yeah. Yay! Uh, Brian Drummond, uh, Tabitha St. Germain. Ooh, which reminds me of... As a random aside, uh, have you seen the thing about how there's, like, some plot point in Dragon Ball Super where there's, like, a duplicate Vegeta and he's Brian Drummond? <laughs> yes, I, it's on my DVR. I, I caught a bit of it. I need to actually watch it. It's nice to have him back. <laughs> Well, he, not that he's been gone, he's still voice acts sometimes, but well, because he's Canadian and they're just doing it Texas. Oh, I did see some of Stormhawks. Yes. It was weird and angular and furry a little. It was a strange show. I don't think they were furries, were well, they? Well, some of them are like I think not there were a bunch of people who had like... People. I think they're maybe like elves or something. Elves, some weird goblins or something. I don't know. Uh also, I want to go off on a very brief tangent. When my sister was here for the holidays, she has two little kids, like preschool. I guess one is like going in first grade. But uh they were watching some show that was CG and just looked like it was not an exceptionally high budget thing, but apparently all the budget went into voice acting because, like, the main character was Nolan North, and it had, like, Kevin Michael Richardson in it, and, like, I was just going through the IMDB for it, like, whoa! (laughs) So, uh, voice actors. Alright, I I vaguely remember watching uh, Stormhawks. The uh, main villain was a woman named Cyclonus. (laughs) What?! Cyclonus with an I. Ah. Oh, so like someone misspelling his name from like, I don't know, 
Alt Toys Transformers. Yes, and she was voiced by Lenore Zahn, uh, best known as Rogue on uh, the 90s X-Men show. Lenore <gasps> Zahn? That, that is such a comic book name. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, Lenore, Z-A-N-N. Oh. It was apparently changed from Zaninovich. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's I a long that. name. And uh, she's now a Canadian politician. Oh. What? I believe she's a member of parliament in Nova Scotia. Ooh, Nova Scotia. Wow. Nice. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. And uh, that is not her actual accent. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I've, I've gathered that from the fact that it's terrible. And I say that as someone for whom a southern accent comes very naturally. I can't touch you, Remy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, Stormhawks. I think he also worked on um, Generator Rex, uh, that new Thunderbird show, and uh, that Stretch Armstrong show that's on Netflix oh. now. What? I would say, is that any good? But I don't actually care. I don't. Oh my god, that's gonna be the next thing that they have a Transformers comic crossover with. Um, oh man, I think Hasbro does own yeah. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> man, remember they were gonna make for like years. They were planning to make a movie about Stretch Armstrong, starring that guy from Twilight who played the the werewolf. What? What? Which is good because he kind of looks like a giant rubbery action figure. And acts about as well as a giant rubbery actor. Well, he's not a horrible actor, but not the best actor in the Twilight movies. I'm not talking about Robert Pattinson, who turned out to be an actually good actor. I'm talking about, like, the werewolf guy. Yeah. Uh, Taylor uh, something. Tyler Lautner? I think it's Taylor, because I remember it was a thing when he was also dating Taylor Swift. Ah. Mostly, I just remember that one of the other werewolves was a guy whose real name was Boo Boo. <laughs> Who is now in the Descendants movies. Uh, hey, boo-boo. Which I watched part of one of. Is, that's the one where, uh, like, George Clooney's wife's in a coma and he's on in Hawaii? No. Oh. Okay, no, then. It's, it's the ones that are the, like, Disney kids thing that are basically just Ever After High, and Ever After High was so much better than it will ever be. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking I want a series about a, a character the, the main character is a werewolf named Boo Boo. Look, Ever After High had a joke about how Rumpelstiltskin was one of the teachers and he would give everybody unreasonably difficult tests so he could give them detention in which they would have to <laughs> spin straw into gold. <laughs> they really shouldn't have hired that guy. <laughs> that it was just these little webisodes and a couple movies, and it was just this doll tie-in, but it was the best <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, we, we open on, once more, Space Bridge shenanigans. Yay!
Ratchet is trying to get it to work, but unfortunately, Bulkhead is not around, and he has Jeff just left a bunch of sticky notes on it. <laughs> and they all say the same thing, yeah, that's, as far as I can tell. That's... Yes. Well, presumably, Bulkhead has terrible handwriting on account of his hands being giant claws. Well, well yeah. that's what Ratchet says. Yeah, but... but uh, the... It's that he has terrible handwriting because his hands are giant claws. Also, Ratchet's just being unreasonably mean to Bulkhead. <laughs> I well, mean, I around. understand that he's probably very frustrated with him, with the whole, like, trying to read his notes thing, but still, he's wretched. Yeah, but... The- <laughs> Be nice to the guy. I mean, and I assume the notes are very unhelpful because Ratchet, or because Bulkhead is a genius. It's like how Wayne Gretzky was a was a bad hockey coach. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you can't really deal with people who aren't as supernaturally amazing at the thing as you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're notes made for yourself, not for other things. But I, oh, the fact that they're all the same really annoys me from a, a design standpoint. Because if it was just one shot of the notes, it'd be fine. They're all the same, whatever. But there's like five or six different shots from different angles of different notes, and they all the same mushed character things. At least have a variation <laughs> of like three. I mean, they're they're clearly digitally applied. You could have just had three or four different variations. Uh. Slap them on there. No, that it's only for a short scene, but it, that that you could have done a little better. Look, they've they've got a lot of cameos coming up that they have to save that editing budget for. Yes. So well, he's trying to figure this out. And he's even got that little Lord jeweler's eyepiece over his eye trying <laughs> to read this. Yes! And uh, this is when Captain Fanzone decides to drop in, uh, talking on his gigantic cell phone with uh, some Dexism's technical support, uh, because he's having trouble with some uh, police drones. And that problem is they're trying to kill Well, no, that that comes up also, after he gets I, up there. I know we've... <laughs> I know we've seen his wonderful, archaic-looking cell phone before, but did we previously see it from an angle in which we could tell it has a dial? <laughs> I think so, yes. But that is amazing. That part. No, it's like, it I think the drones are just some decks building security, and they have lethal force? Why? What? Well, no, I think those are, like... Did they brought him with I him? I think the problem is that they are... Yeah, he brought them with him because they're malfunctioning. Yes, they followed him. And I'm not sure if they were trying to kill him before. They're, they're definitely, they say, use lethal force now. But they're certainly <laughs> but trying to kill him now. It's weird. They're very ED-209 yeah, they are... acting without being ED-209, looking like some previous robots. Oh, oh yeah, they they are about to Mr. Kenny him. <laughs> I mean, do we know that they're going to use lethal force? They could they just that. be going to do some very unpleasant I think they stunning. say lethal force. Okay, yes. fine. Yeah, you're in violation of criminal code 30114. Lethal force has been authorized. Alright, that's fair. I don't know if their shots actually do any damage to anything, but sure seem like they're trying to hit him. I mean, at one point Fanzone says, ow. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, maybe like they hit the ground and he got like some, some concrete shrapnel or something in his big, beefy arms. Aww. Or their lethal force is rubber pellets, which can still fucking hurt. Yeah. yeah. So Ratchet is just not paying attention to this at all. No. no he's busy. I mean, I he's guess like, he's, he's met Fanzone in some capacity before, but <laughs> they don't particularly yeah. get along. Well, they're both two grumpy guys, so. Yes. Yeah. Two grumpy old guys. One doesn't like machines, one doesn't like anybody. <laughs> They fight crime. They're cops. 
part old man ambulance, part uh, ill-tempered uh, police captain, all cop. <laughs> oh man, if this had been like a, if they'd gone into the space bridge and it malfunctioned and they'd come out as like, uh, like one guy. Oh, no. I I don't think it would work like the time it happened in the comics, Megatron and Ratchet, they got fused together and was creepy as hell. It's a little organic thing, and it's not like it's going to be the fly because you have a big metal thing and a little organic. Ratchet's just going to have a stain on his leg. I mean, what I'm thinking here is like that uh, that Ray Milland, Rosie Greer movie, The Amazing Two-Headed Transplant. Yeah. (laughs) Where, where it's just them bickering for the entire show while also being attached to each other. While riding on a motorcycle. I can kind of see that, yeah. Also, I was incorrect. That was the thing with two heads. Uh, mm. The Amazing Two-Headed Transplant is a different two-headed transplant movie from the Oh, South. I've seen one of them. Uh, this is the one with, like, uh, Ray Milland is like an old white guy, yeah. and he tra- has ends up with his head attached he's, to like, a, fat a racist. Black guy? And he has his head transplanted onto a large black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I've seen. I didn't know there was another one. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they discovered uh, two-headed sweater technology, <laughs> yes, they made a bunch of uh, two-headed transplant movies. <laughs> anyway, so they... So, finally, um, Ratchet f- locates Ultra... Uh, Omega Supreme's transwarp signature uh, opens up the space bridge, and then Fan Zone just gets sucked into it. Oops. Yeah, and Ratchet decides, ah, oh, god damn it, and just follows him. <laughs> Guess he has to go save him. Well, yeah, if he didn't go follow him, there wouldn't be an episode. Yeah, well, I mean, they would just be Fan Zone trying not to have people step on him. Yes. No, he would have actually gotten squished, as happens in about a minute from now. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he'll, he, you know, he'll. I'll be a happy man if I never see another robot. And then he's just <laughs> surrounded by robots. And All once more, it's robots. cameo time. Yay! Yeah. Well, it's pretty much just everybody from last episode again, with some speaking parts. Ah, oh, there's some other guys who are not yeah, there. There's... You've got Sedan. Sedan. <laughs> Sedan, yeah. he's another, uh, he's another, like, South American guy, I believe. Oh. Yes. Um, you've got Glyph, another Botcon character, who's a lady. Yes. She's like an archaeologist or something? Well, yes. Yeah. Well, she might have been in the crowd scene the last episode, because there was a lot of generic, sort of bumblebee looking people last episode. Yeah. I'm just going guys who I didn't mention in the last one. You got Bumper. Uh, you got a couple animals there. You got Steeljaw. Yes. And, uh, uh, sadly, Zor? not the uh, robots in disguise, Steeljaw. And yet, Aww. Zor, who is one of those crazy expensive uh, Japanese cassettes. Yeah, did Zor, oh, Zor was goodness. never in any fiction before, was it? Uh, I don't believe so, no. He wasn't as Oh, apparently he crafty. was in... Uh, oh, no, he was not in anything before that. No. Oh. He was later in a um, some sort of Japanese manga from like 2013. Oh, yeah, that's that's not the same. Oh, probably one it's of the, the weird yeah, what, mini comic thingies. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, they see him and immediately scurry because everybody here is much like Sentinel Prime, terrified of organics. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's, like, it, it's understandable. Grandis is just like. 
and he has Grandis almost steps on him, and Grandis is clearly just uh, Paul Lind. <laughs> yes, Grandis is just like he saw a mouse, and you know he's huge. It is comical. Don't be afraid to use your nails, boys. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but it's like, it, it made sense with Sentinel because he'd been to Creepy Spider Planet that so many other Cybertronians are deathly afraid of organics is a little weird. Well, okay, one later in the episode makes sense, but here it's like, it's a maybe all thing. other, yeah, maybe all other organic planets are like monster filled death traps. Maybe. I mean, it just seems to be that they think they're gross. Doesn't seem so much that they're just like actually afraid of them as they they're just like ew. I mean, they, they're kind of like rats. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they carry disease. They they steal your pizza. Yeah. Oh wow ew. that that's a story I kind of want to see in the the tr- current Transformers comics now. Like some humans end up on Earth and they're just rats living in the shadow of Transformers. Oh, I thought you want to see Rat Trap steal some pizza. Well, that too. That well, that'd be that neat. too. <laughs> uh, That'd be a big piece yeah, of pizza. Uh, Grandis wants to step on him. His uh, friend uh, Flareup, who we find out here, uh, sounds like Holly Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's very. Speaking of Southern accents, <laughs> and uh, voiced by Susan Blue. Yay! But luckily, Ratchet gets there and prevents him from getting squooshed. <laughs> From getting stepped on, and and as Ratchet drives away th- with him, Grandis is like, oh, he touched it. <laughs> <laughs> so Fanzone, of course, wants to uh, leave as soon as possible. This place full <laughs> of machines, but, but Ratchet is, uh, you know, he's finally transwarped somewhere that isn't horrible. He's happy to be home. So, uh, you know. He's uh, he's gonna you know see the sights and maybe a check out uh, his favorite bar. Hey, yes. A greasy valve. <laughs> yes. He calls it. In fact, I think it's maybe the first time it appeared on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And pos- yeah, I think actually the yeah the only time, although apparently it was mentioned on Rescue Bots of all places. Oh wow, what? that's weird. Yeah. They aren't old enough to go to bars. I mean, the actual rescue bots are. Oh, not, not the show's audience, but, no. but neither is the audience of this show. Right. Well, yeah, but it, it's, it's nice to have a reference. We finally get Mac Adams spreading out into the fiction beyond just the British comics. Yes. And now it's But anywhere. unfortunately, nobody's going in to see that, like, uh, crazy piano robot, <laughs> uh, because Aww. this place is closed as a subversive gathering place by order of Sentinel Prime. Ow. I mean, to be fair, it, it, has, it was always a subversive gathering yeah. place. That is accurate. So the first thing Sentinel's awesome. done after throwing... Oh, another another important G1 note here. Much like, especially in Season 3, but also in previous seasons, I think even up to Season 1, uh, Cybertron just randomly has a human-friendly atmosphere. Yeah. Yes. And as we see in the background, they're having some serious uh, Batman the Animated Series weather. Yeah, there's a lot of red yes. clouds. It's pretty, uh, looks. The red clouds, some lightning. Lightning. Uh, I'm pretty sure somebody's posing dramatically on a rooftop. There's gotta be someone. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, the first Beast Wars office. It's it's better than G1, because. You know, the one who's a bat. I don't remember G1 having clouds or any indication of an atmosphere. 
other than the fact that Chip Chase just didn't die. Yeah, it's just like space. <laughs> yeah. Just stars. Yeah, so after Sentinel got to Cybertron, he did two things. He had a parade, and then he set up a police state. Yeah, because we they're just propaganda videos playing. Uh, you know, telling you, you know, your neighbors, even you might be a Decepticon. Turn in everybody. <laughs> we also got a little hey. video of a guy dressed up as Shockwave uh, <laughs> being attacked by auto troopers. Yes, yeah, that was more cool. auto troopers. And uh, this is also where we get uh, a little cameo from Trax here, who, and it's uh, Townsend Coleman doing an impression of Generation 1 Trax. It's pretty good. Which yeah. itself it's, it's, is a guy doing an impression of Jim Backus from Gilligan's Island. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I say. So and posh. It, and this is where we see that Trax has like a little soul patch and uh, glasses. Yeah. Yes, he's got little narrow glasses. No, only the most stylish for me. Yes. <laughs> I I do appreciate that they, you know, maybe didn't get him on the show just for one little thing, but that they at least, you know, made an effort at the Michael McConaughey. Oh, that's Michael McConaughey. That's what I was trying to think of. Yes. So before long, uh, yeah, so they watch the video and Sentinel Prime, along with his elite guard posse, show up. Because apparently the elite guard is like four guys. Seems like. <laughs> you know. Well, it's the four guys we have animation models and voice actors for. Yeah. And also are selling toys of. Yeah. <laughs> I would say you would think by now Jazz would be pretty sick of him, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we're get, we're getting there very quickly. Yeah, like I said, you don't be rude to Jazz. He's a nice guy. So they explain that you know we uh, you know we got here via Omega Supreme's uh, transwarp signature, and probably this storm has something to do with bringing him here. And indeed, there is a giant ass robot floating above Cybertron. It's a very big thing to just be floating in the sky. Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of wish the reveal of him was better animated, like the clouds had like slowly pulled away, but... Eh. Yeah, that's probably asking too much of the animation budget here. Yeah. Also, to, to hop back for just a second, I would like to point out that the end of uh, Sentinel Prime's little PSA thing, where he does the and I approve of this message, and yes. he does yeah. oppose. That was fairly new to American politics at the time. Oh, right. Uh, so that was oh, a, yeah, a, definitely was. a very yeah. on-point reference there. Hmm. Uh, whereas that's, you know, a little more... We're, we're a little more used to that now, but at the time, that was a fairly new thing that they made politicians do, so they had to actually attach themselves to the horrible commercials they ran. <laughs> uh. They didn't have to do a dramatic pose at the end of it, though. <laughs> no. No. It would be cooler if they did, though. Yeah, I would support that legislation. Right, so, so the Decepticons are now on board this, and the, you know, so it's Megatron, Starscream's head, and now joined by Lugnut, who I guess they scraped off the windshield. <laughs> they let him come inside, but only because Megatron was in charge. I'm sure. Well, yeah, so somebody they, had to do now the manual labor. Yeah. Yes. So now they they've found that plasma dynamic thruster, and they have control over all of Omega Su Supreme's systems except for the weapons. 
So they're going to need those codes. Dun, dun, dun. But hey, good news. Megatron uh, ha- happens to have a spy on Cybertron, and indeed he radios in immediately. That's Shockwave. You remember that guy? Yeah. yeah. That guy we were just being all paranoid about like a minute ago. Wow. So oh, hey, yeah. she says, you know, well, I can get these codes. Starscream says, yeah, okay, well, that's fine, but, you know, they're probably going to shoot us first. <laughs> but Megatron insists that only if only an idiot would fire upon Omega Supreme, their greatest weapon. Yeah. Smash cut to the most foolish Autobot on Cybertron. <laughs> yeah. Sentinel Prime yeah. says, fire on that uh, Omega Supreme. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Sentinel. I, I, I love cuts like that. They're and, uh, yeah, set, set, he is addressing the Autobot High Council. He just brought... Ratchet to this meeting. Yeah. Uh, because to keep an eye on him, although, and he is, of course, arguing against doing this because with all the transwarp energy that Omega Supreme has soaked up, shooting him would possibly destroy the entire planet. Very bad idea. Which yes. seems like, okay, it'll be bad. I don't, would it destroy the entire planet? Really, Ratchet? Although Ratchet's entire argument is, dude, that's a friend up there. Don't shoot him. Well, but also, too. I mean, they transwarp energy is destructive. Yes. Yeah, it'll be bad, but I can't imagine it being bad for the entire planet. And especially, remember, that a single transwarp cell was sufficient to blow up the Vok planet killer in uh, Beast Wars. <laughs> oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, continuity. Oh, man, if they'd done that, we could have had uh, Transformers animated transmetals. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody getting all super buff for all for uh, for some reason. Oh, that would super be hilarious. Buff and slightly organic, but the only organic source on the planet is Fan Zone, so that's going to be really weird. <laughs> they're just going to get <laughs> Chicago accents and mustaches yes. everywhere. Like they're going to have those like buff transmetal chests, but it's just going to have like chest hair on it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just going to look like a bunch of Burt Reynoldses. <laughs> yes. I am in full support of all of this. <laughs> uh, so Alpha Trion and Perceptor are actually on Ratchet's side, and they say, you know, we're going to deliberate about this. Call us back. <laughs> yes. Or rather, don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> so Sentinel is just not having any of Ratchet's guff. He's going to send them to jail, but Fanzone fakes a really gross-looking sneeze. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. With dripping mucus. It's a big gob of mucus. And they just make a break for it. Yes. Ew. Like I said, it's less that they're afraid and more that they're just grossed out. So Sentinel tells Jazz to get them, but he and uh, the Jet Twins are going to Fortress Maximus, which yeah, so is the... It, uh, I was going to say, it sounds like... Metroplex is like the civilian governmental facility and Fortress Maximus is the military facility. Right. It's like, say, Metroplex is Washington, D.C. and Fortress Maximus is the Pentagon. Yeah. Except with a giant gun on top of it. I mean, the, the Pentagon might have that. You don't know. That's fair. That sounds like something that would, that would have happened in one of those, um, Michael Bay Transformers movies. <laughs> yes. You don't yes, understand, the Pentagon was actually built with Cybertronian technology to form a turbo laser if the Earth is ever attacked by Unicron. 
it actually turns out that the Pentagon is Fortress Maximus. Did I just write Transformer 6? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Thanks. One more ancient conspiracy. <laughs> Throw it on the pile. <laughs> Except this time you get like an old American guy. So, I don't know, James Cromwell. Ooh. He's not really American, though. Is he? I have no idea where James Cromwell is from. I think he is American. What? Oliver Cromwell is British. Where's James Cromwell? Well, not Oliver Cromwell. Now I have to look that up because James I James Cromwell, born in Los Angeles, California. Oh. Raised in New York. What? But he's yeah. so... He was in Babe. I know. I thought that for years, too. But... I don't understand. This has disrupted everything I've known about the world. And then he's also very Irish in L.A. Confidential. <laughs> you can't just do that. You can't just do that to me. It's like how I, it took me years to realize that Gary Oldman was British. Yeah, he's just a really good actor. Oh. And also, for some reason, I thought Olivia Wilde was British. She's not. No. I don't even know if she's ever actually played a British person. I just thought she was British. <laughs> you just thought she was. Yeah, oh yeah, Olivia Wilde. I think she's, you know, English or something. You but just no. assume. I don't know, Olivia, it sounds British. Fine. 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 Anyway, so Ratchet and Fan Zone have gone underground. But they find that somebody else is hiding there as well, and it is not the Ninja Turtles. It's Shockwave. Oh no! And he's got the Magnus Hammer. Yeah, he should be able to really hold that. I I do like that. You know, he has to. He, it it seems to animate him well maneuvering it with his crazy claws because he yes. doesn't have like hands. Hmm. I think the toy can hold it, actually. I mean, I'm pretty sure he has a thumb. Yeah. I mean, he has three manipulatable digits. I should uh, pull that action figure out and see. Uh, look for that on the Facebook page, everybody. Pictures of my stuff. If, <laughs> if I can maneuver that into position. If not, I have failed. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, so Ratchet immediately figures out that, you know, since... uh very boy, this is very convenient for Shockwave, considering that Ratchet is the guy who had those codes. <laughs> yeah. So, so don't well. don't think too highly of yourself, Ratchet, because he doesn't actually care about him. He's going to the original source, and that is, of course, RC, <sighs> which you might have been able to guess because Susan Blue was in this episode already. Well, I mean, she's voice directing anyway, so... This is true, although usually when they need a random lady, it's just Tara Strong. Yeah, that's huh. fair. She was huh. getting a voice paycheck for this episode. Yes. Yeah, that's... Well, it's like how in the last episode, none of the Corey Burton characters had been in it, so when Megatron turns up at the end, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> that's a good But Starscream point. says something because the Starscream clones had been talking earlier. Yes. Though not a lot, because as the wiki pointed out, their speech hmm. patterns are not really very conducive to normal conversations. No. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, So there's only like three voice actors in this one. Whereas with this one, since oh. you've got Corey Burton already doing Ratchet, you got Shockwave all up in this thing, plus also Megatron. Yeah. Man, Corey Burton's Shockwave voice is so good. It is great. Oh, and we get to, yeah, Sentinel. 
Uh, wait, who is Fanzone again? Is that, is that Jeff Bennett? It is Jeff Bennett. So, and I think Jeff Bennett is also Grandus and. Okay, so it is, it's five. Um, well, I guess you've got Townsend Coleman and, and the, I can't remember if the Jet Twins have lines, but Jazz has lines, so you've Six. got, um. Phil Lamar. You got and Phil Lamar. Isn't, uh, Patrion Phil Lamar? Uh, he's also Phil Lamar. Oh. Um, and Rattletrap is Tom Kenny because we had Starscream in there. Yes. Oh, and you've also got David Kay because, uh, Lugnut. Yes. I will say that Tom Kenny Lugnut is doing a lines. very good, uh, doing a very good rat trap voice. Yes. So indeed, Ratchet is so upset about, uh, Shockwave going after RC that Shockwave just chucks him out of the way and takes off. And meanwhile, Sentinel, Sentinel Prime is charging up this giant ass cannon. <laughs> He's powering up the power cannon. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> been too long since we made power pack references or power prepare to receive episodes of gi joe extreme and vortec (laughs) omega supreme (laughs) oh and (sighs) there's some nice i think it's new ominous music for fort max warming up the cannon that is new yes at least i haven't heard it i haven't noticed it before it's kind of odd it's like three episodes from the end it's like now it shows up I guess, oh, geez, we didn't use this yet. We better use it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of feed. Oh, and I think before this, Shockwave says something like, uh, you'll be a skid mark on the data files. Yeah. Uh, Which is, like, weird. Tech talk, man. Doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention last episode when somebody talked about finding something with a bitmap. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I twitched. I was just like, and instead of the, a there's a part seizure. where they're supposed to be like manning their battle stations, but they tell them to bot their battle stations. Yeah, that's pretty cute though. That's a little too yeah, much. I like okay. that though. Yeah. It's kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're getting ready to fire. Um, they're starting to panic on uh, Omega Supreme, but the Megadron says, "Hey, no, 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 we're just gonna wait." Wait for it. And indeed, Shockwave then calls in and says, "Hey, I got uh, I got the codes, so now I can go in and see uh, RC." So Fanzone has figured this out, and he's uh, he's doing his cop thing, and somehow he has this has managed him to this has allowed him to locate uh, the local stool pigeon rattle trap. <laughs> Which okay, he's right. Yeah, there's one in every city. That makes sense. How are you gonna find the? I mean, look at that guy. He's obviously a stool pigeon. Yeah, he's clearly that guy. He's clearly the guy who can get you what you need. He couldn't be any more of a stool pigeon if he actually turned into a (laughs) pigeon. (laughs) And yeah, he is Rattle Trap. Which... Um, He is kind of rat... He's also kind of based on the uh, Botcon Rat Trap toy, which is a redeco of uh, Ransack from Cybertron. Mm, Yeah, I see that. Which, well, it, the head is kind of similar to Rat Trap anyway. It's got a slight brim on the head. Yes. It kind of looks more like he's wearing a hat, though. Yeah. But he does kind of have, like, a bit of the exposed brain detail. Yeah. Hmm. Got a little bit of that going. And like I said, very good uh, Scott McNeil-esque voice. And they, they threaten him with a hideous-looking fan zone loogie. Yeah, that's... 
<laughs> yes. The grossest thing in this entire show. Like this is entirely understandable why Rattletrap is panicked at the organic because ew. I too would be panicked, <laughs> and I and I am organic. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Although I think organic panic is uh, that's got to be a hair dye, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking. Sorry, I'm thinking a manic panic. Sounds like a pump pock band. Pump pop band. Yeah. Pump pop. Uh, Oh yeah, I think the, I think I think they toured with Psychic Lover. <laughs> <sighs> the anyway, only so one they of those, managed... uh, the only one of those Transformers anime CDs I actually got because it came with mini cons. <laughs> uh, so they intimidate these access codes out of him, and uh, unfortunately, when they actually get there, uh, they don't work. Don't. Oops! Surprise! Super shifty guy sold you bad codes. Yep. But good news. Well, good news, bad news. Uh, Jazz has indeed successfully tailed them. And he is going to let them in because he has just had enough of yeah. Sentinel Prime. He's done with Sentinel. Like I said, you, you, you don't be mean to Jazz. He's no. a good guy. And he's not going to put up with it because he's too good. Good guy, friend to organics, and a good cop who Fanzo knew was tailing them. Yes. So they get there, but unfortunately, I guess Shockwave has also been tailing them. So I guess, did he also get fake codes from Rattletrap? Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Is Rattletrap just selling fake stuff to everybody? Maybe. I mean, that would be very Rattletrap. Yeah. Yes. Just selling knockoff everything. Well, th this version of Rat Trap, but um, current comics Rat Trap, is very efficient at gathering information. Yes. So uh, the Ratchet is trying to get Arzy out of here. She is still in a coma. There is a running battle. I believe this is also where Fanzone refers to uh, Arzy as a robot dame. Yes. Yeah, when when he first sees her, it's like, how do you know it's a Because Ratchet's it's, like, what's in here will explain everything. And he I mean, look the at door, animated, animated RC cool. is obviously a dame. And he's I'm, like, yeah, it's okay, a robot there's... dame. That explains everything. All right. She's pink, yes, but she's on, like, a robot version of a gurney bed. And Fanzone is standing on the floor. How much can he see of her anyway? It's like he's only as high as the top of that. Uh, ceiling mirror? <laughs> sure, whatever. Um, maybe you can see enough of her to see that she's wearing lipstick. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe you can see her head. I don't know. But, and, and then, of course, Shockwave shows up with a hammer, fight starts, action, and there's like shaky camera. Yes. As they're wheeling the gurney away. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure how I feel about the artificial shaky camera. <laughs> it's kind of a neat effect. I was okay with it. It, it's neat in idea, but. <laughs> They seem to use it for like the next few shots and it just keeps going and it, it feels so artificial. And I think this is also where Shockwave uses an I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> oh. It's because he's because, David Warner. Not well, really. David no, because Warner. he's, uh, because he's Hal 9000. Oh, there's that too. Because much like Hal 9000, he's like an emotionless computer guy and With he's got eye. like one big red eye. One big glowing eye. Uh, this is fair. Oh. So he's, so eventually they blunder into Ultra Magnus's uh, hospital room. 
Uh, Shockwave decides he's going to finish him off this time, raises the hammer up, but... Uh, There's lightning because it's Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah, Ratchet uses his... Uh, his generator, his EMP generator, shut it down, which, Shockwave, you could still hit him with a hammer. It's still a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it is still a blunt weapon. Like, yeah. you hit him hard enough with this thing, he's still gonna die. There's <laughs> parts missing of him. <laughs> no, he needed that lightning. It doesn't work without lightning. It's not the same. It's not as cool. It's just boring. And also, at one point, he, they're, yeah, he's he's chasing them in tank mode down the hallway, and he can't quite fit, so he's just like spring up sparks as he uh, rolls down it. Yeah, that would have been nice if it was more yeah. better done or more extended of the chasing yeah. kind of. Although that probably be more shaky cam, which would bug me. But I, I like the idea of giant tanks going down hallways. It always brings a smile to my face. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. Just in in concept. Well, at some point, I'm not exactly sure. We get another, this is why I hate machines, which, if my notes are correct and I haven't missed any, is number 10 of the entire series. <laughs> oh, not just Have the I episode. Missed some along? No. Well, no, because he doesn't always say it explicitly like that. Like, at the beginning of the episode, is like, I hate phones or phone service more than I hate machines, which isn't an exact quote. I think this is the 10th official so count. Unless you want to count the one at the beginning of the episode as a half. Mm. I see. And of course, we've also got the episode title. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it's not spoken. Does that count? It's not spoken out loud. I don't count it. That's true. Yeah. I'll leave that up to people to Still, decide. It, it's less times than I would have thought remembering the show, but I guess... It is still probably like the second or third most spoken line in the entire series behind Transform to roll out. Also true. And probably something else. Yeah. That I can't think of right now. <laughs> so unfortunately, this is when Sentinel busts in, uh, assumes that Ratchet is trying to kill Ultra Magnus, and totally lets Shockwave escape with RC. <sighs> yeah. Sentinel, why? What is even wrong with you? You're the worst, Sentinel. So Sentinel gives the order to fire on Omega Supreme, but apparently Shockwave just got there, so Se so Omega just disappears. Just poof. And the shot just blasts through those red Batman clouds. Yes. So everything's more or less settled. Uh, Alpha Trion, so the Council and the Elite Guard, they, they take Ratchet and Fans onto the space bridge. Uh, Alvatron is uh, very grateful to Ratchet and Fanzone, and clearly he has had it with Sentinel. So, but he calls Fanzone the organic, and I'm like, dude, he has a name. <laughs> Come on. He has a name, and that name is Carmine. <laughs> yes. So they're, uh, but, you know, Preceptor's all like, you know, it doesn't really matter that they took RC, because she's basically a vegetable. It's fine. Uh, mm. That's... So they're about to head off. Ratchet's still got that Magnus hammer. Uh, Sentinel, you know, he, you know, he wants it back, cause, you know, he's the Magnus now. But, uh, Ratchet is gonna give it back to, uh, Ultra Magnus when, uh, he gets back. And they're just gone. Yep. Bye <laughs> yes. bye. Bye bye. He's out of here. Sentinel's gonna chase after them, but Jazz says, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll go. It's, it's fine. I got this. And yeah, Jazz gets there. 
And he's all, yeah, yeah, no, uh, I'm just staying here. Cybertron sucks now. I'm gonna hang out here for a while. <laughs> yes, Sentinel's gotten weird. You guys are cool. I... Earth is pretty cool. I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah. Plus, you know, we only got like two episodes left, so I'm just gonna stick around. And I have a feeling oh, yeah. you guys might have an opening soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and... and... Fanzone points out that he's now complicit in intergalactic grand theft hammer. Yes. <laughs> yes. But hey, Ratchet evens the score by destroying the, those those drones who were still waiting there just to murder him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Waiting for him to come back. Because I guess they're smart enough. They'll just wait. Well, it's like when you dive into a, like a pool to uh, escape bees. The bees just wait for you. <laughs> Swarm can't swim. That, that that trick never works. Well, no, it, they'll just wait for you to come up for air and then sting you. Yeah. And bees are jerks. Ah. I didn't realize bees were so serious. Oh, but, but, but honey, so delicious. That's so good. Anyway, so the Omega Supreme rematerializes out, uh, right around uh, Earth. And Shockwave is finally... Back in Megatron's service, and as such, Out can now change his colors back to purple. Yes, because he can now Proper serve him under now. his true colors, and he turns we've got, purple. We've got an exclusive redeco to sell, everybody. And all the big G1 nerds Yay, which I think it was a store exclusive. I yes, think in Target. Tar- I think Target. Yeah, maybe. Yes, it was Let's a Target see. exclusive. Him and, I think, Sun- Sunstorm, or one of the jet clones was also. Yes, yeah, Sunstorm. Yeah, it was one of those weird ones that came with, like, a little Legends one or something. Uh, activator. Yeah, it was uh, an a- Activator. Yeah. yeah that's that's the only reason I had any Activators. I think yep. Shockwave came with a Bumblebee? Yes, he did. Maybe. Okay, because I, ha- I have both of those. And I think, um, I think Sunstorm came with a Ratchet. Uh. And yes, it was, um, it was Target. Yes. Ah. And uh, thankfully, that meant that they came to Zellers in Canada, which no longer exists. Aww. Oh, yeah. Alas. And then, well, we got well, we got Target instead, and then Target went out of business in Canada, so we just have oh. Walmart now. I can't oh. believe Target went out of business in Canada. I mean, I can That's because weird. I've heard that it was grossly mismanaged. It was just mm. they just they blew it. They really had a great opportunity, and they yeah, they it's already blew French. it. There are just a bunch of empty Targets all over this country now. Yeah. They just left all the empty targets in their wake. Yeah. That's not cool. Anyway, I like that Megatron calls Shockwave like his most loyal oh. servant. And, and Lugnut Lug- is so just, jealous. He's fuming. Oh, yes. He's making this growling noise that's so adorably <laughs> angry. And then Starscream is just loving this. <laughs> oh, Lugnut's so jealous. <laughs> But elsewhere on the ship, it's RC, and she's awake. <gasps> what? And she remembers Ratchet. You would think that in all that time, they could manage to do something with her. But nope. Well, the only doctor we know of was off-planet. I mean, I guess. They yep. Have... Why, do... Why wouldn't Ratchet have codes to the medical facility there? Because he's been off I mean, planet for year fifty years. Yeah, he's been off planet. So like, so like his ID is out of date. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Oh, like 
with their lifespans as long as they are, their IDs totally don't last millennia. Come on. Well, they kind of should, but like <laughs> he's been gone 50 years. I mean, if you showed up, well, no, I guess showing up someplace you didn't work 50 years ago would not be an equivalent. It'd be more like showing up someplace you worked at a year ago. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, like in Return of the Jedi when they've got those codes that they need to get into, uh, out to Endor with and they're like, oh, it's an old code, but uh, I guess I was gonna let him in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that is, that is it for the episode. That is it for, uh, Captain Fanzone on this show. Oh. Uh, it's also it for the Jet Twins and Ultra Magnus. <gasps> My babies! Well, Ultra yeah. Magnus hasn't had lines in a while. The Twins... No, that's unfortunate. I was always disappointed by how little Ultra Magnus got to do on the show. Cause I'm, 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 I'm an Ultra Magnus fan. Yeah, I like Ultra Magnus. I don't like this version of Ultra Magnus. I like him just fine. I like my babies. My little jet babies. I, I prefer him as middle management. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think he makes sense in a in something where Optimus Prime isn't the main guy. Yeah, if you're going to promote somebody, it's going to be Magnus. But... Yeah. Yes. Although I am going to like the Ultra Magnus in the subsequent series that we're going to get as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't even uh, remember him. He's Michael Ironside. Oh. oh. Ooh. I shit. Did I see any episodes with Magnus in it? That's uh, it's like the like the last whole season. It's, uh, it's. Yeah. Do not remember that. Wow. Well, I mean, good news. You're going to get to watch him again. Okay. Yeah. Well, get to see yeah. that all over again. Yeah. And beyond that, uh, I'll actually get to see uh, the entire third season of uh, Robots in Disguise, which I've only seen like two or three episodes of. I've decided not to oh. watch until we get there. Ooh. Ooh. I can see stupid, sexy Steeljaw. <laughs> He's so sexy. Why is he so sexy? Oh, Steeljaw comes back? Huh. Steeljaw does come back. Why is he the main villain of all the seasons? I mean, he's great, but... Yeah, because he's great. I mean, I, I almost wonder if it's like, you know, he was going to like be the main, like the first season's villain, then we we're going to move on to other guys. But then he was on the, they just liked him so much that they just kept bringing him back. That, that doesn't make as much sense as like when it's an actor in a live action show. It's like, it's animated. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, was it Nolan North doing that voice? I think so. Uh -huh. Yeah. So they might have just said, well, or wait, meets Troy Baker. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I All I remember is he's really sexy and everybody ships him in Thunderhoof. It is Troy Baker. Oh. There you go. So, I mean, it's possible they just didn't realize how much they liked him on that show until he was actually on it. Hmm. No, we, we, we did not anticipate the sexiness. <laughs> they did not anticipate just how good he would be. But anyway, no, I mean, you know, it's a pretty, it's a fairly slight episode. It's again, a kind of a, uh, a difference from the formula. This is the most we ever spend, uh, on Cybertron. Yeah. I guess with the exception of auto boot camp. It's very, very, very cameo heavy. There is that. In, in a really fun way if you're a huge nerd. Hmm. Or if you love 70s sitcoms and you love references to Paul Lind. <laughs> well, okay. I'm the secret square. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. This, uh, it wraps up a couple loose ends and it gives us some good fan zone, uh, before he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Get him in that there is a wrap. A that is a wrap on him. Man. 
Man. It's sad. I'm sad seeing all these characters making their last appearances. Yes. I like them. So we will be back next week. You can find us all over the internet. Until then, we are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted by iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting and other fees. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. If you uh, join us for at least a dollar a month, you can listen to us talk about uh, The Last Jedi for approximately the runtime of The Last Jedi. Nearly. It's not quite as long, but it's long. It's good it for commutes. There. Long, long commutes. Yeah. We we just could not t- stop talking about the deliciousness of Porgs. <laughs> <laughs> Porgs. They're so good. Porg. <sighs> nice rotisserie Porg. Oh, man. Anyway, so, and of course, we'll be back next week with Endgame Part 1, the first part <laughs> of the two-part finale of Transformers Animated. I can't deal with no. it. We're, we're just going to have to stop before it ends so it never has to end. I mean, you, you, if you can't deal with it right now, that's... Uh, well, <laughs> Ultra Magnus isn't even in that one. <laughs> that is true. That's true. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Yeah. <laughs>